rich get richer, that's the law of the land. Who belongs to the BM? It is 7.30. So who is that? And where's Mr. Roman? Well, I'm not a leash, so I don't know, do I? Let me have your attention for a moment. Because you're talking about what? You're talking about... Bitching about that sale you shot. Some son of a bitch don't want to buy land. Somebody don't want what you're selling. Some broad you're trying to screw, so forth. Let's talk about something important. Are they all here? All but one. Well, I'm going anyway. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. <laughs> you think I'm fucking with you? I am not fucking with you. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Your name's Levine? Yeah. You call yourself a salesman, you son of a bitch? I don't gotta listen to this shit. You certainly don't, pal. Because the good news is you're fired. The bad news is you've got all you've got just one week to regain your job, starting with tonight. Starting with tonight's sit. Oh, have I got your attention now? Good. Because we're adding a little something to this month's sales contest. As you all know, first prize is a Cadillac Eldorado. Anybody want to see second prize? Second prize, a set of steak knives. Third prize is you're fired. You get the picture? You laughing now? You got leads. Mitch and Murray paid good money. Get their names to sell them. You can't close the leads you're given. You can't close shit. You are shit. Hit the bricks, pal, and beat it, because you are going out. The leads are weak. The leads are weak. The fucking leads are weak. You're weak. I've been in this business 15 years. What's your name? Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> you know why, mister? Because you drove a Hyundai to get here tonight. I drove an $80,000 BMW. That's my name. And your name is your wanting. And you can't play in the man's game. You can't close them. Then go home and tell your wife your troubles. Because only one thing counts in this life. Get them to sign on the line which is dotted. You hear me, you fucking faggots? A, B, C. A always B B C closing. Always be closing. Always be closing. A I D A. Attention, interest, decision, action. Attention. Do I have your attention? Interest. Are you interested? I know you are, because it's fuck or walk. You close or you hit the bricks. Decision. Have you made your decision for Christ? An action. A-I-D-A. Get out there. You got the prospects coming in. You think they came in to get out of the rain? A guy don't walk on the lot lest he wants to buy. They're sitting out there waiting to give you their money. Are you going to take it? Are you man enough to take it? Incredible. What's the problem, pal? You, Moss. You're such a hero. You're so rich. How come you're coming down here waste your time with such a bunch of bums? You see this watch? You see this watch? Yeah. That watch costs more than your car. I made $970,000 last year. How much you make? You see, pal, that's who I am, and you're nothing. Nice guy? I don't give a shit. 
Good father. Fuck you. Go home and play with your kids. You want to work here? Close. You think this is abuse? You think this is abuse, you cocksucker? You can't take this. How can you take the abuse you get on a shit? You don't like it? Leave. I can go out there tonight. The materials you got make myself $15,000. Tonight, in two hours, can you? Can you? Go and do likewise. A-I-D-A. Get mad, you son of a bitches. Get mad. You know what it takes to sell real estate? It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Go and do likewise, gents. The money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. You want to go out on those sits tonight and close? Close, it's yours. Not, you're going to be shining my shoes. And you know what you'll be saying? Bunch of losers sitting around in the bar. Oh, yeah. I used to be a salesman. It's a tough racket. These are the new leads. These are the Glengarry leads. And to you, they're gold. And you don't get them. Why? Because to give them to you is just throwing them away. They're for closers. I wish you good luck, but you wouldn't know what to do with it if you got it. And to answer your question, pal, why am I here? I came here because Mitch and Murray asked me to. They asked me for a favor. I said, the real favor, follow my advice and fire your fucking ass because a loser is a loser. Behind your back like nunchucks and that's fucked up. But my hoes down, my cups up, my niggas down for whatever. These bitches think they too fly, but tell them hoes I pluck feathers. I'm Tunchy, young Tunchy, what truck fit for Gucci? She blowing kisses at me with her pussy lips, smooches, and that's two chains. Look at you, now look at us. All my niggas look rich as fuck. All my niggas live rich as fuck. All my niggas look rich as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Look at you. Look at you. Now look at us. Now look at us. All my niggas look rich as fuck. All my, all my niggas look rich as fuck. You how I'm a, I'm a man. Never talk to the cops. I don't speak pig Latin. I turned the pen into a motherfucking Jan Jackson. Tell the bitches that be hating. I ain't got no worries. I just wanna hit and run. your name, what's your sign, Zodiac Killer, all rats gotta die, even Master Splinter, yeah, murder 187, I be killing them bitches, I hope all dogs go to heaven, and I got Xanax, Percocet, Promethazine with codeine, call me Mr. Sandman, I'm selling all these hoes dreams, got a white girl with big titties, flat ass TV screen, I keep a bad bitch, call me the BB King, and you know I got that mouth Then put the bitch out like a house fire I'm killing these hoes like Michael Myers I eat that cat just like a lion And I can't trust none of these niggas Can't trust none of these hoes And I see your girl when I want I got that whole TiVo uh, Got a red ass bitch with a red ass pussy Nigga try me, that's a dead ass pussy Since y'all motherfuckers so blind to the fact To tell you the truth, I don't care who's looking All I know is I love my bitch 
And pussy feel just like heaven on earth. Six feet deep, dick shovel in the dirt. R.I.P. Rest in pussy. Like that shit, then pass that shit. We gon' get so smoked out. And then I went, got locked up. Every night I dreamt I broke out. One time for them pussy niggas. That's that shit I don't like. We eating over here, nigga. Fuck around and have a food fight, and that's two chain. Look at you. Uh. Now look at us. Yeah. All my niggas look rich as fuck. What? All my niggas live rich as fuck. What? All my niggas look rich as fuck. episode 27 of reality issues it is wednesday um uh, june 22nd is 8:05 p.m where i am and uh and i'm brian as always and and this is this is my friend from online who will further identify themselves as uh, as sam and thanks for having me sam yes hello sam absolutely uh wonderful to have you we've been chatting for a little while about uh, an opportunity like this and um I guess I'll just go ahead and, and pop right into it. The um, We were chatting online a few weeks ago, and we had a, a topical kind of conversation related to the world of, of crypto. I can't remember exactly what we were discussing or anything like that, um, but it led us to... Um, it led me to just discover that you have a little of uh, information from inside the world of, of crypto. Now, I'm not going to ask you to say anything that you don't want to say, just so the audience <laughs> knows that. Um, uh, but uh, wh- what can you tell me just before you get into anything that has to do with, with you know, your experience specifically, I guess? Um, what, is, what is your uh, knowledge base of crypto? When did you first hear of it? How about that? Um, since that's kind of a good question to start with. I want to. I heard about crypto like annoyingly early. I want to say back in like 2013 or 14, I was aware of Bitcoin as a project, and I just kind of like laughed at it because it didn't seem like something that would amount to anything. And if it did, I didn't think I wanted to be a part of it at the time at all. Okay. Um, so, and that, and that was about it. I kind of like shrugged it off. I think like a lot of people did. Um, I didn't even like, you know, put away some of the free Bitcoin that I could have into a safe somewhere, yeah. regrettably. But right. you know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That would have that probably would have made me a little more insane than I already am if I got rich off of it. So oh, yeah. I think I'm glad for it. Yeah, I'm I'm happy where I am. I I know it's it's fun to think about the four Bitcoin you could have got for twenty dollars back in the day, but I'll I'll let that uh I'll let that just drift off like all the all the other dreams and, and hopes we all have. Um, exactly. <laughs> so um, uh, do you remember exactly when you started hearing about like other coins and stuff when crypto became like kind of like uh, more than just Bitcoin exactly? Because I can't even really remember that. Was that around the same time for you, 2013, 2014, when you heard about Ethereum and all that? Or I mean, I was aware of it. I don't remember when Ether uh, was was on my periphery, mm-hmm. but I do know that I was uh, I was much more aware of crypto, I would say around 2016. Okay. It started to become a much more prevalent concept, I think, uh, Let's see around 2016, if I'm not mistaken, like Bitcoin value started to increase towards like 1K, yeah. um, and that's when uh, that's when I started to become not only aware of like the active trading of that, but then like things like Litecoin and like Ripple and uh, uh, Zcash. However, yeah. many other ones came yeah. out around the time. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The 2016-2017 era was really interesting for me. That was the first time when I got involved in a little, a little bit, and then I, mm. I I did a little bit of mining on my own. Um, and out of an apartment that I had, and, and that was like a really interesting kind of uh, wild experience. Some hardware mining. I had like ten ASIC miners, and I was able to end up selling them for what I bought them for, like months later used because you know the value had shifted so much. And that was my exit point. Yeah. And pretty much since then, I was like, well, this is all too stressful for me, and and it's been an observational sport for for me. I'll speak <laughs> to my to my level since then. Um, that's and that's stressful on its own. Oh, God. Even just, (laughs) yes, watching it and thinking of, like, I wonder how many of our friends are thinking about this particular moment right now. I wonder who's stressing about this. And um, uh, I had, yeah, I signed out of it just because the, the stress was too much. Um, but but tell me tell me about about your experience level. Um, you you got more involved than I did. Obviously, I was just a passerby. Um, is is there any? Um, what can you tell me about your <laughs> deeper dive into that good old world? 
Yeah, it's it's a funny thing because it was a, a, a really optimistic time. Uh, it was around 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say early, tw- yeah, early 2017. I had just fallen off the, um, the the rails with a used car dealership, which is just something that um, I'm a salesman by trade. I don't know how else I found that. Okay. Um, and uh, long story short, I, I ended up finding a just, a just a pickup job. It was just like a pencil pusher gig uh, of indiscriminate value, mm-hmm. um, and it was for a shell company that does not exist. Okay. Um, and this was through a temp agency too. So they sent me to an interview with a place, and then the first thing they told me at the interview after signing an NDA was that um, this is not the company that you like. We are not this company. We use that company just to oh, get you here okay. to tell you that we're to tell you that we're actually this company, All right. and this is what we do. Cool. And there was a lot of intense secrecy. And like, again, I mentioned NDA. I'm trying to be very careful not yeah. to like just overstep my bounds and get myself sued eventually. But yeah. uh, there was a lot of intense secrecy about it because at the time, not only was Bitcoin like rapidly achieving like a, a legitimacy and, you know, a lot of foreign investment interests and stuff like that, but it was also the target of a bunch of very specific threats. Um, like to, to the point that like once you worked with this place, um, you were encouraged just to go ahead and not tell people that you do so. Wow. Uh, not not okay. not even because that you were going to get threatened specifically, but because like, it was more likely that like a family member would get targeted. You know, like someone would tell the company that we had your cousin or something like wow. that, and you'd, uh, give us X amount of Bitcoin. So yeah, yeah, these threats were like an ongoing issue that we had at the time. You know, uh, from then on until well until I was gone, like we had to. There was like a heavy deal of secrecy in like where you worked um, and what you did. So. Wow. Yeah, I know that you uh, didn't maintain any contacts after you left that place because that would be probably against some kind of anything. Um, but but um, do you have any idea? Does Okay, how about this? Can you answer this question? Does does the thing that you uh, were, were dealing with back then still exist? Oh, yeah, 100%. It's, okay. uh, I mean, I can tell you what I was doing. Um, I was handling just incoming finances, essentially. Like okay. my, role, my role ended up being just uh, the incoming uh, European finances for the company. So basically every time every time money came in and there was a security flag for one reason or another i made sure that we were playing ball with all the banks because the second mm. that we stopped it was it would all fall fall apart essentially it didn't matter what happened because we weren't really making money off of like the legitimacy of anything that anyone did we were yeah. making money off the individual transactions on the uh you know on the market so mm. yes so so um so oh, i don't know if i mentioned this by the way this is an exchange it ended up being <laughs> yes. a crypto exchange i'm working for <laughs> i should probably explain yes. and i could i can name a few but i want i want our viewers to use their imagination to fill in the gaps as much as possible and i don't want to put you in a spot so that you can't say something necessarily um <laughs> yeah exactly definitely can't tell you which one it was yeah, um, yeah. you can probably guess there there were mm-hmm. several there's you know the, the timeline will let you figure out which pile of them there was but yeah mm-hmm. that's about it so yeah certainly so um so you're, you're, you you have this job. What what is just speaking generally when you have a job like this and you can't really talk to other people about it? How does that how does that affect like um, does that like get to you over time? Like having like a job like that, you just can't really talk to anyone about. <laughs> Because I guess that's kind oh, of really. I would just okay. I would just lie about it. Like people ask me what I'm doing, I say, "Oh, I work in finance," and they wouldn't ask me any more questions. Uh-oh. And it was like not inaccurate, you know. It was just yeah. Uh, it's not something that anyone would want to talk about in the right mind. Okay. So, yeah. um, and, and actually, the opposite problem. If you mentioned that you worked in crypto, people like desperately wanted to ask you oh, questions, and I hate. Yeah, I they want- did not enjoy. So <laughs> yeah, they all all want tips or something like that. Um. So so big picture on 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 exactly like, I guess like what um what. Mm, most people listening definitely know, I'm going to guess, with a crypto exchange, how it works. You, you, you bring in a certain currency, you put out a certain currency. Some of them will, um, you know, allow more currencies than others. And, uh, and, and I'm not going to, like, ask the specifics for you. But for our listeners, some of them uh, have the ability for you to exchange, like, your currency from your bank account into a crypto that you may exchange somewhere else or do whatever you're going to do with it in the magical world of crypto. Um, and so I have always wondered, <laughs> so I'm going to be careful in asking this question. I've always wondered um, in the world of, especially like, uh, well, so recently in uh, popular fiction, uh, Ozark has pretended that the world of financial interactions works as if it's like, I don't know, like you're going to click a few boxes and then I'm like, boom, you've tricked the financial industry <laughs> to allowing things to happen. As someone on the back end who sees coding interact with, um, the financial industry does is there any like how how like ancient or like back low like uh, you know how much overhead is there on a system like this like a, a, bank, <laughs> a bank a bank connecting to like a digital enterprise like that it must be insane oh uh, yeah there's a lot there's a lot on the back end um, and it's a constantly uh, evolving process um, 
like the the capacity and um and, and just everything had to be completely overhauled after say i, I think it was around i want to say november or around december of 2017 okay. when like the the value started exploding uh the output and stuff like that that we saw was uh i, I don't even want to say it was doubled or tripled it was more than 10 or 100 fold for like the people onboarding so like the entire back end of the you know, our exchange system had to be uh, like upended and, and updated. And as as heavy as heavy duty as this is, uh, multiple banking systems like you know international European system, which I think is called SEPA. Mm-hmm. When we had the the U.S. banking system, which is called like SWIFT or something like that, and then we had various international goings on. Like um, we were trying to cross as many gaps as we could, right? Because the more international currencies we could accept legally, you know, the more people we could onboard and stuff, obviously. And it was it was all new ground then too. It was all kind of a wild west at the time. Um, like a lot, the idea of allowing someone to say onboard European dollars and then like exchange them through like say cryptocurrencies that uh, like you know engender anonymity uh, kind of like begs questions about what you're doing with that money but hey we didn't really care so (laughs) yeah exactly it's just like the bank i mean maybe you're using all that cash to go buy like uh baby formula who knows Uh, Mm -hmm. no one's asking too many questions (laughs) yeah it wasn't 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 my problem all i can say is that during that time the amount of money that went through my hands went from like you know sometimes a couple hundred thousand a day which was a big day to like a couple million every day um i would just like be approving to make sure it got to you know where it had to go, yeah, there, uh, which was a pretty busy day. So, is there a lot of hand approval on like big on big transactions on on websites like that, where it's like someone someone has to click a button and be like, yeah, this isn't fake. Yeah, believe it or not, there is a lot of manual approvals on a lot of things. Huh. Not a lot of transactions on the platform itself, but a lot of stuff that goes in and out uh, from any from any platform that like goes between goes between a bank and a, and a separate platform. Uh, believe it or not, a lot of banks are just old as shit, and they still use. Um, like documentation systems that don't even format correctly. So like that could just cause something as simple as like someone's name missing a letter and we can't have that without it being, you know, inspected, right? It has this, the second that there's any kind of flaw, um, whether it's like a an account number not matching or just being cut short or truncated or not formatted correctly, like right. that all got manually reviewed every single time wow. there's a person with their hand on the letter. So, wow. Well, that's, wow. That's uh, really fascinating to me. Is that is so? And when you're like making something something like that, you have like programming that like catches these things and flips them up to someone and says like, "Hey, let's fix this." Basically, is that like how? Yeah, it yeah. Basically, yeah. The whole thing got databased, and it was essentially my job to like streamline that process for a lot of people because yeah. like it was just a big screen of uh, of text and organized it per transaction, and we kind of just like found ways to filter it down to like cool. manageable steps. And like, you know, here's an Excel document that it exports to, um, you know, stealing a programmer to make that automatic for us and stuff like that. That was my job back then. So just kind cool. of like just setting up the processes as exciting as that sounds. No, I mean, but, um, uh, as it, it, it was really interesting to be involved in, though, because there's a lot of weird. There's just the characters yeah. you meet there. Crypto was, um, was a pseudo cult, really, I would say. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and spread throughout many different denominations, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really had a, like a cast of characters. It was it was certainly both multicultural and like um, like political backgrounds and like differing levels of faith in the whole thing, mm. which was I was really astounded to see. Any notable personalities co- in the co-working world that stood out to you without naming any names? <laughs> you know the the true believers. I always could like dumbfounded me because like these were like otherwise, and I, I'm not gonna I was, wouldn't name anyone because I still respect these people if yeah, I ever meet them again. But. Yeah. Um, but there was some detachment that I never fully understood where it was assumed that like Bitcoin would become or, or like a different altcoin, you know, mm. one of these coins would become like a legitimate transaction uh, thing, like a legitimate means of saying buying and selling goods uh, as an alternative to normal money that would continue to not have to pay taxes or engage with the government. And like those two ideas simply are not ever going to happen together at the same time. And I like when you kind of confront that with people who are like again true believers on crypto they get really upset (laughs) they don't really enjoy this and it's funny because again otherwise very intelligent totally rational people were like seeing this as their ticket to like financial independence completely separate from you know any kind of government interference which is just really silly unfortunately because the closest we got back then to any kind of legitimate action was when like i think litecoin almost had a deal with a mastercard that fell yes, through like that was i remember that pump, that was so close that i remember that pumping the value and then it just dropped down like the next day as soon as they mm-hmm. figured out that it wasn't like even a real press release i think that's what it was 
um, or like they're going to link up with Walmart. And yeah, I can't remember. I've, I remember like even a false press release pumping things, which is like crazy that something could get far enough to then affect the price. I don't know to the percentage that it did, but that's the world of crypto. I mean, there's yeah, and that was kind of what scared me out of it. it. Scared me out of like heavily investing or staying around for it was uh was watching the first the first time I saw the Litecoin pump and dump go mm-hmm. um, because you can I was just yes. watching the market anyway, right? Uh, when I saw that go, I was just like, oh, oh this is going to keep happening. Uh, yes. <laughs> then, then that was it. It did keep happening constantly. Uh, our exchange, I'm not again never going to say it, but we had our toes pretty lightly at the time. Like we only had onboarded select amount of coins and currencies um that were like you know expressing some degree of legitimacy like whatever right ether was on there so who cares um (laughs) but uh but yeah you can see it happen on a daily basis like not to mention there wasn't even just rope manipulation there was also just big hands like people uh like the mount gox settlement started to happen and we would something called fat something called fat fingering would happen to the market on a random occurrence and we're basically the, the the value of Bitcoin specifically would plummet because they're trying to cash out a settlement for people. Oh, and um, I know, right? So you'd see a huge dip in the certain value, and this would trigger a bunch of like stop loss, you know, orders right. and stuff like that. And and we don't have control over this thing. This is a transaction being pushed out, I assume, by a lawyer. Yeah. And yeah, so if you wanted to see chaos ensue, like that's the kind of thing that would happen on an almost on an almost daily basis. If not with Bitcoin, it was about a fork in some other coin it was about right. you know people screaming screaming at us to get their fork value for something uh and then that you know that fork getting pump and dumped and then like th- there was always something weird happening <laughs> in the crypto space so. yeah there's a lot of factionalization so like we were just saying mm-hmm. i remember even within currencies like with the forking and stuff like that i remember like when i first you know in 2017 ish when i first like heard of anything like doing like a fork or different you know splits and stuff like that like i remember being very confused obviously because i was just like you know once again your common passerby but um all so people can if i recall correctly and they have enough uh juice in the marketplace they can like uh split off of a currency and create their own thing with minor variations and maybe some excuse for technology or whatever that's what I remember with like uh, there was like a Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin Gold or something yep. like that. Yeah, yep. That's the one I yep. remember the most. That was basically exactly the same, but like with the, just with a different name. Maybe that's what the difference was. But you can tell me. Um, well, yeah, forks were basically when. Um, so so there, there's like a white paper behind every um, every cryptocurrency that comes out, and basically when there's like a if there's either transactions that occur or there's some kind of discrepancy in the intent of the use of the coin where there's no longer consensus between like the users then that consensus split will cause a fork and they'll actually create like a new coin to compensate for this um so this would happen a lot with bitcoin where bitcoin was doing things like being i don't know really slow and expensive all the time um (laughs) So like yeah, this would cause like frequent you know uh, offshoots and stuff like that. And these offshoots themselves were either uh, you know dubiously created or poorly managed. Some of them were more legitimate than others. Some of them were like you know easily manipulated or not. Um, Without even getting into like tether and stuff like that, like there was a it was it was a big mess basically a lot of the time. And 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 I think facilitated by the fact that people like were still hanging on to, especially at that time, hanging on to the idea that Bitcoin would be like transactionally sound when it was just a holdings thing. Right. Like it was just too, it's too slow for anything else. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I remember that uh, even when I was trying to make transactions, when I first got into crypto, I had my miners and stuff like that. I realized at the time, like, even if I wanted to do what I wanted to do, I was using Litecoin as like my mining currency and then exchanging it later because doing anything else it didn't make sense. I, I and, and that was that was when I dipped out. So I mean, hell, I don't know what's going on now. Maybe like mining is like is are people uh, are people running ASIC miners at home now? Is that still like someone has ten <laughs> of them in a shed and they're going wild? Is that still profitable? I, I heard I heard some people lamenting the the ASIC miner glut that's been created because apparently <laughs> these things are just like depending on how much Bitcoin crashes, it might not be worth anyone's investment anymore. So, wow. but hey, on, yeah, you can now buy a new graphics card pretty easily. So yeah, how about that? Yeah, exactly. Right? And I, re- I remember back a couple years ago trying to like build a computer and being like, hey, that would be great if I could just like even buy a graphics card, like if it was even <laughs> available as an option to do. Yeah, my 1070 has been worth like triple its value for the last couple of years. It's finally going down to something reasonable. So I love that. that, that it's yep. returning to normal. We can like play a video game. <laughs> or, or how about this? Companies will cr- continue to create video game because like there's hardware to 
play it on. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we're not stuck in the last hardware generation. We might see a PS5 in stores eventually. Yeah, the good things all around, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I um, let me ask you this: how how much of uh, crypto transactions out there do you think are retail like investors? Do you think that that's like a very small percentage of crypto transactions left? Do you think? It's- uh, when you say like retail investors, you mean like outside like Robinhood kind of apps and stuff like that? Yeah, like per- a person like uh, that would be me if I was to get back into it and open an app and buy a bunch of stuff. Like- yeah, just just like like an average uneducated and mm-hmm. like a uh, not educated, but just like an like an outside investor. Mm-hmm. At this point, at this point, I'd be incredibly surprised. I think most people that got into any of that and within the last year are feeling pretty burned right now, mm-hmm. um, like yeah. without even yeah. trying, like. It, yeah, if you were if you weren't like a day trader that was capitalizing on fluctuations, uh, that's the only way you would have made money in the last year. Like, there's no other you know feasible means. So. Were there any tricks people pulled on the way out, kind of like a, a shorting kind of uh, method that <laughs> someone pulled? Shorting methods? I mean, there was methods. It was mostly like, <laughs> okay. like the, believe it or not, the methods aren't even that like uh, uh, complicated. It was more like people who had people people who had early adopted and had enough currency. Because again, like if you got Bitcoin when it was literally worth nothing, you might have an unfathomable amount of it, right? Yeah. Um, and and if you were able to do so, you could take a small amount of this Bitcoin, you know, a couple hundred Bitcoins when there were twenty thousand apiece, mm-hmm. and like functionally create your own pump and dump scheme with a small group of Discord people. Like wow. if you have, if you're sitting on this fake electronic currency. Uh-huh. It's not hard. It's really not hard. You just have to spread it around to a couple different people, have them all time and investment, and then pull out at the right time now of course there always has to be bag holders so every pump and dump scheme usually had like the first layer of people who knew what was going to happen and a, a second layer of bag holders to be stuck with the investment after right but right. um but it's it's that easy like there was nothing there's no big secret to how you do a scam you just have to have the holdings in the first place enough to manipulate the market which is not a lot and so. it's, it's not indifferent from actual stock market fluctuations when it comes to like industrial or industrial uh, institutional like investments and stuff like that when they make their big. No, no, it's, it, it was just a lot easier because there's like a big market of like like quote unquote penny stocks. You know, there's a lot of yeah. IPOs and stuff like that that start mm-hmm. off for uh, oh, kind yes. of a base minimal investment or something like that. And it's really easy to just again with a with a big heavy hand you can just kind of artificially inflate these numbers with enough uh enough buyers in place at the right time and so that's why you always see the constant hype too right there was a constant constant hype train for everything crypto like Mm -hmm. a and a a constant like fomo push there's also a lot of uh, just just tons of code language like fomo and stuff like that like just because anything that involves you learning a whole new dialect is a cult by the way like in case you've in case you find yourself like learning a whole new set of words that only exist in a certain group, exactly. I just want to give you a heads up. It might be a cult. Yeah, <laughs> like, I've, been, I've been studying uh, reality television a lot lately for the other podcast, and uh, let me tell you, like, um, I'm I'm like uh, many hours into into researching all this stuff and trying to figure out how reality TV works in the brain and on society at large and stuff. I've, like, I've talked mm-hmm. I talked to a professor who's a sociologist. Like, I'm doing like all the research here, and uh, I can say for a fact that the amount of language that reality television producers use about the content that they create just so that other people can't really understand like exactly what they're talking about is in uh, an example of that. Um, like for example, uh, they have their own award shows and stuff. I won't go into that. You can listen to the other podcast if you want. Uh, but yes, I understand it exists in many different places. I guess that's what I'm saying for the audience. Uh, uh, online, I think about this. Think about this for a second. Uh, just to get off crypto for a sec. Um, on the net, like uh, even on forums and and, and in group uh, conversations and stuff like that, you, that your dialogue dialogues can easily like on the essay forums, for example, dialogue easily turned into what I believe was like uh, I don't know, like a hive conversation in some way yeah yeah and, and i think and i mean uh, i i hesitate to find out how people are going to react to this but like rest in peace low tax i did know him casually um i don't have a lot to say about how he ended his life but i do have a lot to say about how he structured something awful because he he was well aware of the hive mind quality of how people in a group uh tend to form their own rules and their own arbitrary kind of like distinctions and stuff like this Mm -hmm. and uh instead of turning it instead of letting it kind of manifest itself which usually happens in a hostile way 
he knew it was going to be hostile and turned it against themselves. So everyone was kind of equally as dumb for participating in something awful. You paid $10 to get there. You could get banned for literally anything if you just, you know, if they decided to. Yeah. And like so, some somehow like this mutually shared sense of like being a fucking rube for joining there, like saved it yes. like, for at least a while. Absolutely. Uh, until at least, uh, let's see, uh, first couple of years of when I was in college, that's where I felt like I was like really in it and it was its best thing. And then it, it, it all went different directions. And you know what? Honestly, I will say this. The communities that formed out of that went many different directions, but um, some of them uh, still exist today in very loose format. And I guess I'm probably floating around in that pool. So are you somewhere? And um, I find that whole thing very interesting. And, I, and one day I would like to talk to like a group of people who were there to kind of like, I don't know, so we can like tell our lore stories and then get like the truth, you know? But um, honestly, the amount of people that, like myself included that just posted on a, on a pink sub form in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. um, to, you know, a tiny group of like, like a social idiots. Uh, and we've all had a small amount of influence on the world for it somehow. So yeah. it's a, an interesting place to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, for, for sure. And, and it's best for us all to uh, refer to it as an abstract thing and not something that we were participating it's in. Never, it never actually happened. Yeah. It never <laughs> like, happened. It's gone now and it'll never come back. And all the best things are, are definitely double, doubly deleted. Um, let's see. So, so how about this? I'm going to back it up even further before before anything crypto. Uh, when did you first get online, and what was your uh, your 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 birth into the internet? What was uh, what was your catalyst? Oh, probably just like the internet access we had. So this is back in the '90s. Um, my my like small school just like had a an internet access room or a computer access lab they had basically an after school like i could hook up uh, about an hour and a half of like my free time into like figuring out how the internet worked now that, that was it like after that i i literally was like making a geocities site where i like scoured the internet for every single dragon ball z picture that i had never seen before and like collected them and was like someone's gonna find this valuable aside from myself who wants to look at cool dragon ball z images and like you know was lear- learning a little html on the side uh that was it for me like i was uh, and after that i just you know got worse from there um, <laughs> yeah yeah my my online communities were all based around um uh let's see back at the very beginning yeah i was making a a, a corn slash 311 fan page on yeah geocities or something and then just accelerated yeah. from there probably posting on game facts i assume i want to say back before that and uh yeah. Yeah. Man. I mean I mean for I guess I guess where it really got serious is in high school. Um a friend of mine was the administrator for Gaming World or Gaming W forums, yeah. which um I mean if you remember wow, this is a throwback. If you remember the uh, Charles Barkley game, that kind of yes. started there. Really? Um, okay. Okay. Well, at least a lot of the guys who were on there started there like, you know, a uh, hey chef and all that. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, man, I think I think Chef worked on Katana Zero last. So I mean, like, like everyone, it's funny when you when you like trace the line. Like these people all ended up kind of doing cool stuff. <laughs> so I, it's 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 really funny if you if you think and it's, what's really funny too is you and I and all the other people in our like I said this like pool of people that kind of don't know or don't know each other. We all know like different people in this network, and it's funny when. You know, like uh, the people like I used to stream with all the way back in like 2006 or seven, like when we were like trying out like shoutcast streaming and stuff like that. Like, yeah, those people I still like run into every once in a while. There's two of those people I'll run into on like other sites with like slightly different names. I'll be like, oh shit, that's that. You know, that's Zorak on this site, or they're like, that's this other dude, <laughs> or whatever. And it's always funny to see that, um, even like years removed from having any dialogue with them, it's just funny to like be like, oh damn, like. These people are still out there chopping it up just like me, doing this for God knows what reason. <laughs> yep, just yell into the void, see who calls us back, man. Yeah. Uh, um, is there anything on on your your mind lately you want you want you, you want to bring up uh, anything that you? Well, specifically, yeah. The one thing I want to note about crypto and the mm-hmm. weird attitudes in there is I don't want people to be like um, to necessarily see people who are into crypto as as as. Uh, uh, maybe like as an enemy or something like that because uh, they're all mm-hmm. just incredibly misguided. Um, there was a genuine belief in the face of things like the surmounting uh, energy costs and stuff like that. There, there was a genuine kind of blind faith from even the more intellectual out there that like this is a problem that will solve itself. Like the necessity, the necessity of this consumption will somehow like present a solution that will solve it. Like there is a there is a, a, a genuine maybe a, a sort of a blind faith uh, that leads to 
that is leading to all the stupidity that you see around crypto mm-hmm. um, that has been engendered there from the start. So I don't know if I can encourage anyone to have a, a, an inkling of pity at all for these people. But if, if I do, then I'm happy because uh, it's all I can offer. Because <laughs> especially now, a lot of the people that uh, bought late are just uh, are, are just some degree of chump who wanted wanted a piece of the pie, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, it, I, ha- I definitely have a. Um, lately, I've I've tried to modify a lot of my stances to a much more compassionate stance, and that if I feel like someone really does have like such a conflicting viewpoint, that it is like, in my it would naturally in my mind like affect how I feel about their character, or whatever. I definitely try to reanalyze that thought as having compassion for them and feeling like, well, they got to this point in some way in their life, and and God knows it probably wasn't a great thing that got them there. So I'm just going to overlook this and think about how I can make someone else's life just like there's better or something like that. Like, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've moved away from, oh, it's, it's a combination I mean, it's easy of to not dunk feeling on. like someone's it's, pathetic. It's so easy <laughs> yeah. to dunk on these people. Yeah. It's just like, I want to just, oh, and I've done it a lot, yeah. but yeah, it's, and, and to be, and to be fair, deep in this, deep in this group of people, there are straight up accelerationists and weirdos yes. that are, unfortunately have a bunch of sway and money and i'm not you know i'm not in any position to do anything about it but it's if you're wondering if those people exist yes the vast majority of these people are genuinely intelligent folks who are just insanely misguided (laughs) (laughs) that's about that's that was like my thesis i guess going out of this was just um what a wild ride this was to experience because like bitcoin literally shot up in value from like i don't know 2500 to like you know 20 something thousand while i was working there and then we immediately experienced a bit of a crash after like the first major crash of like back to down to 5k and uh watching uh everyone just kind of like flex and then release for this whole journey was um insane i would say because I, I, I just kept going too yeah i can't imagine you i can't imagine that you could authentically put another label on it than saying insane because it is uh, uh completely unprecedented uh, unfathomable real uh, ultimately before it even started unless you were just being like i don't know imagining things like i i can't ima- i can't believe that it got to where it did before it you know now has made its uh movements um the other direction uh and and with that in mind i guess i would ask another question um knowing that crypto is a, a fluid thing that will exist as people as long as people want it to exist and it will change and and people many people will have it in their hands and not have it in their hands as time proceeds fourth dimensionally um <laughs> what do you think the future is and i'm not saying where where its value is going but where do you think the future functionality in our do you think in the next 20 years that realistically you and i or anyone who's not even listening to this or has an inkling will ever have crypto in their hand in a functional capacity and that's like we're using all the time the really extremely boring answer for that is like when uh when when crypto uh if somehow we manufacture a crypto that can like uh supplant real transactions in a way that's more efficient Mm -hmm. so like like literally just uh, a bunch of crypto exchanges happening uh that are then like back-ended to like the real banking system maybe that's the time that we'll all be using it Mm -hmm. um and i and again i know this is insanely boring but it's it's only going to happen when either el salvador becomes like a legitimate uh like a world force and we have to engage in their economy (laughs) or um or you know when the united states like uh starts regulating bitcoin like properly yeah. not just the way where they're taxing the gains on it thank right. god but i mean at, at the point that they're actually like regulating the exchange of it in a in a in a meaningful way where it, it can't just be manipulated so clearly in the way that it is now which is just not going to happen they're not interested in that uh in like taking anything away from the u.s dollar right like governments typically aren't interested in things that aren't going to add to their gdp mm-hmm. like a like an like an un uh, like an unnationalized currency Right. And and that is just it sounds like such an insanely basic thing to say out loud. But uh, but again, crypto people don't believe this. So yeah. do, you, <laughs> like, do, you know, do you know if other countries what are other countries uh, views? Are you aware of other countries views are in El Salvador doing what they did? I, I don't actually know because I have not. Honestly, in the last couple of years, I've like tried to detach myself a yeah. little bit from like crypto news. Like I don't okay. keep up with like new coins and stuff like that. I check the values and I see how it, like market moves and like I'm a he- heavily aware of NFTs and all these problems. But yes. um, I, I like when it comes to like El Salvador saying that like that they're going to switch to Bitcoin as a currency. I, I don't fucking know. I wish I had an answer for you. Yeah. Like I, as far as I know, like when it when it was when I was involved in it, countries saying 
anything about crypto was a huge deal because if they wanted to regulate crypto, um, well, the price would go down. And if they wanted to make crypto illegal, well, the, the price would go down. So like pretty much anything, any kind of response from any kind of country about crypto was typically a, a degree of bad news because they were either going to regulate it or they're going to make it illegal. Um, and both resulted in the price going down. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, what, what do you, um, I guess, what, what does the crypto world, the people in the crypto world, um, that uh, do they do they see a silver lining to this kind of re refreshed uh, value of the currency? Do they do they think that this is like uh, like uh, uh, you know blood being spilt to like renew the tree of their project of working on? Or uh, how how is it how is this being taken for the hardcore like fan like people who are? I wish no. If I if I could be a fly on the wall in these Slack channels that we used to have at this job right now, it would be incredible because um, well, and one thing I want people to know that at all times like mm. especially especially early on um while bitcoin was being bought and sold on an exchange people are privately selling bitcoin for a completely different value based on their own needs mm. um in like in like back channels and stuff on slack so mm. um so anyway like thing when, when things like dramatic drops in value would suddenly happen like this like people who like you know needed to exchange their money for like for real money yeah you know, it, it would cause a problem for us, right? So, uh, so when it comes down to a value like this, I wonder about the people who have been getting paid out in Bitcoin for the last year and how they feel about their payouts. Uh, like the mayor of New York, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, you know that kind of yeah. that that kind of thing. It's a, yeah. So I, I wonder about that. I wonder how much stress is causing on some people, and I also wonder. I wonder about the guys who have been here since the early days who, who you know, are still just gleaning. This is still a $20,000 gain for them, right? So it's not like it's yeah. a, a big deal. It's a, it's an, I, I guess I would say that for the, the real hardcore guys uh, that are, that I've seen talking about this, mm -hmm. um, who, who basically had nothing getting into it. Um, they're just riding this out still. Um, if they haven't left yet, they're never going to leave. I would say if they hadn't like sold at uh, 20, if they didn't sell at 50, if they didn't sell at 60, they're probably never going to. Um, yeah. And then everyone else I've seen that isn't completely burned by this is seeing 20,000 and lower as like an excellent potential re-entry point somehow. So whether that's the shared psychosis or it's an actual actual rebound point, hard to say. Yeah, I'll be watching from the outside and, and keeping that <laughs> keeping my mind on that, yeah. that number. Um, yeah, literally, literally, I would I would say if if it, if it went somewhere between like I don't know if it hit like 14k again, I would not be surprised if it had a big reinvestment cycle. But that's just me making stuff up. So yeah, yeah. When the, when the rubber band snaps, I'll uh, I'll send you a, an at uh, on on the timeline and be like, hey, <laughs> yeah, let's get in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> never, never. That's bad for me. I was actually just reading. I'll tell you what, I was just uh, reading a book about. Uh, let's see, it was called. Uh, Hmm. It's about uh, video slot machines. Uh, what is it? Machine gambling, uh, gambling as an addiction, basically. But it's it's about uh, video video machines in Vegas and how the whole city of Vegas is essentially being converted into. I mean, no no offense to anyone out there who puts gambling into their list of vices. You know, whatever. You know, do whatever, oh, sure, yeah. do whatever you're going to do. However, uh, I've learned a lot from that book in that uh, even as far back as like the '90s, as soon as they started making like video. Um, casino machines specifically slot machines it really they learned that they could like reprogram the way that people's brains kind of work in the city of las vegas specifically i'll go over the numbers really quick um four out of five people gambling in las vegas i believe this is right from the book four out of five people gambling in vegas are actually from vegas and three out of five of those gamble four to five days a week and what they've done is they've actually noted that over time, and this book is from 2012, um, but even then that was true. <clears throat> and what they've done is they've noted that over time, people have actually moved to Vegas to like live within this little trap um, if from around the Southwest mostly, but you know, from around the whole country. And um, through this uh, very weird outlier um, uh, bit of uh, sociology to analyze, They've figured out um, that it really is uh, the machines and the modifications they've made to the machines and the environment and the casinos themselves that has created this kind of like uh, big boiling pot for uh, exactly how to – they know how to push everyone's buttons at every moment from every angle, and they have for the last 10 or 15 years, and they will only get better at it. However, something that I've taken away from that book is that that kind of market research, those kinds of tools, everything on there has been applied to crypto like from day zero. Like 
anytime like crypto has yes. been marketed, like all those tools about impulsivity and classifying things through um, like you got to get in before, you know, the phone, well, the FOMO mm -hmm. marketing is really the best way to describe it. But yeah, I mean, yes, like, they la latched onto that completely. Um, it kind of blew my mind when I saw that parallel in there. I was like, damn. Well, yeah, the, and the other thing that's worth mentioning too is that this is a this is often a case of an embarrassment of riches kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people out there who functionally own so much crypto that they cannot move it, they can't sell it, they can't make it liquid into real money. Mm -hmm. And I say that because that's an important distinction. Like, uh, fiat fiat current when you when you unload this stuff into fiat currency, some people literally have enough of it that it would crash uh, crash an economy. So so a lot of this stuff just becomes moving it symbolically. Like, if you remember that. Um, uh, that that a Beeple artist sold all yeah, yes. of his work as as an NFT collection, and then it was advertised as a, a however sixty nine billion or sixty nine million dollar transaction or some right. sixty nine I think it was sixty nine million yeah. anyway, uh, which was you know meme number and all that. But what they don't tell you is that that transaction was executed in ether, and like that's not it. it he didn't make sixty nine million dollars. He made sixty nine million dollars in a cryptocurrency that he has to liquidate, right? So it's not. Right. And, and this is again, it's all it's all about showing these numbers. It's it's, it's just about showing because again, crypto is only worth what anyone will buy or sell it for at any given time. Like, it's only worth that. So a lot of these transactions are just there to reinforce the perceived value. Like they're just, it's people with so much hypothetical money that they actually can't really use it for anything other than to prop the market up. It reminds me. Uh, it's, it reminds me very much of like black market cash in that like you have to clean it and do anything with it. You might have giant fucking stacks of it sitting around, but like if you can't turn it into money you can actually spend it might as well be anything like those will be sand yeah um, yeah and like i think there's a, there's a lot of nerds out there but there's an embarrassment of riches that they can't meaningfully do anything with aside from live off of it you could just live off of it but what's what's the interest in that you know like yeah unless you i don't know go back to school and figure out how to start reinvesting or you i don't know i don't know who's out there that has all that money and good for them if they do and and, and I, I i i wish them all the things that they want you know whatever unless they're horrible people <laughs> however here's the thing um that opportunity was created by a group of people who were like hanging out and thought like wow this is an interesting project which isn't to say crypto is good or bad or anything i'm just saying that some people working together created a project that um you know whether it was on purpose or whether it was to affect and do these things to the world that it has um some dudes hanging out working on a project together or several projects, you know, at this point, hundreds or thousands, have, have uh, really fucking done some things. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 like, um, um, irreversibly changed the world. Yeah, it's not just like Uber, uh, uh, yeah. you know, in a boardroom. This time it's just some guys kind of chilling, being like, oh, it'd be funny if we did this, right? And then it happened. And now it's all our problem. And now, and now it's never gonna. It's probably not gonna stop for a yeah, long time. Exactly. So. And it's you know, it's it's a it's it's a way of life for for many out there. Yeah. So. I yeah I think about that a lot. I'm sure you think about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, I mean that that one that one phenomena surprises me because a lot of people I don't think don't really consider it when it, when crypto is being talked about. A lot of these transactions are are just big symbolic gestures. Um, and the other one being that at the end of the day, um, there always needs to be somebody holding a bag. So if someone's trying to sell you a bridge, um, just you know think about what you might be doing with it when you can't sell it later. Think about so. what you might do with that money that you were going to buy the bridge. Uh, do, uh, do, yeah. do that with it. Whatever that was, do that instead of buying the bridge. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. Yeah. As you said, the whole, the whole FOMO hype market thing, it's, it's, it's insane and it's ongoing because it's, I think the people, who, the people who both bought into it and who both make money grifting off of it are dependent entirely on it existing. So Yes, and I think that a lot of people learn that it's actually not that hard to do, sort of like you were talking about before. Uh, whether you're holding uh, a lot or not, it seems like as long as you have a loud voice, you can make things happen. And uh, it seems like a lot of people have profited off that exact, I mean, circumstance. Like, I imagine, would you not, that like some people had figured out certain pumps and dumps without even being attached to the scam itself. They just started to read like how things worked. Do you think there were people out there who were able to figure that out? Yeah, actually, if you were smart, uh, if you knew about like you know market analytics and stuff, like if you had a, a decent AI or something like that, a script, mm -hmm. you might be able to predict. You might be able to predict pump and dump movements in a way that let you get in and out safely. Um, it, it's like hypothetical. I don't have any examples of it, but that's not even close to beyond the realm of possibility so like the, yeah, yeah yeah why not like there are people who day traded as uh, as you know just for their lives on the crypto market so uh, to say that you couldn't just make 
livable amount of money just flipping money around as it like was volatilely associated with the current system like yeah there was even people who tried arbitrage if you can believe that wow um yeah, because different exchanges might have a different value, right? But uh, yeah. that would have been highly dependent on like automated systems, right? You would have Ex to have like yeah, you'd have to know exactly when everything's changing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, which that's fascinating. Um, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, in case you didn't know, the crypto arbitrage existed. There it is. So yeah, I, I assumed that it was possible. I think I actually tried it by hand once by bringing something from a Korean exchange into something else right at the time. Uh, what was it? It was when it was in 2017. No, it was the end of 2016. It was when like I don't know. Uh, one of it was the the currency that spun off of Alibaba. What was that? Zen. What, it was a three-letter. I don't even remember. Zen coin makes sense. Sure. I don't know. Could be. Probably not. No, it, it's something crazy. Anyway, I just remember like that, seeing that happen and just uh, and and seeing something pop and bringing it into exchange and making like however much I made and 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 then just being like, wow, okay, that totally wasn't worth. It. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> I had to open a, an account at a Korean exchange and figure out how the fuck to do all that and. Man. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. God, like God people, bless uh, the people out there who can spend their time and brain power to do all these things. Um, oh, God. The hoops you have to jump through. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it only got worse as regulation came involved. So, yeah. <laughs> Incredible. I, yeah. <laughs> it got less fun as time went on. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me about this um, in your world, in your, in your, in your uh, day to day with all this stuff. Is, do you, do you, do you feel it uh, fun, interesting, fulfilling? Does it feel like you're in a special world where you have a little bit of access i'm not saying to like you know pump your <laughs> ego i'm just saying like does it feel does it is it on a base level interesting to work in a world that is kind of its own little um you know silo yeah it, it was completely detached and insane and in a, in a in a really unique way because this was something that was like very ground floor and yeah. exploding it just exploding beneath us you yeah. know uh, and i i've always kind of liked uh, working in opportunities where like if I'm able to just see a solution to a problem, I'm able to, and I'm able to execute it, that people just appreciate that. And that's very much what this was. There was, um, th there was problems constantly. And if you were just uh, willing to execute some solutions and they worked, everyone was happy for it. And that was kind of like how I got through that job. So, wow. so like that was a really exciting place to be. Um, and it was really interesting to see the pitfalls that happened of like, um, like there was a period of time where we just had to take on a bunch of staff and then there was too many staff and then a bunch of staff had to like had to go and it was all very unceremonious because like this is all on the uh, insanely fluctuating value of Bitcoin at the time. Yeah. And like it's the kind of thing that you just you just know is possible like these these problems like like oh wow this office is full of people all of a sudden I wonder how long this can last for well it can last for a few months actually like. And it's just it's the kind of thing that you, you don't think you're going to see come and go that quickly and then you, then you do so and, and and just the amount of um incredibly like incredibly like highly functional and incredibly insane people there were there was people there who were just like absolutely like san francisco cult like weirdos yeah and then there was just the most normal folks you'd ever met in your entire life like there is it, it was the, the breadth of uh humanity that i got to work with was um completely insane and i'll never probably never get to do that again the yeah. fact that i came out of it like fairly unscathed um and about as poor as i was when i started <laughs> i don't know what that's what what that says for me but i basically kept my hands out of it the whole time so yeah you know. good 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 well that's um I'll, I'll i'll congratulate you for for coming out uh relatively unscathed because i know that wasn't you know true for everyone in the world um and i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm happy that you were able to get where you are without uh losing a limb or or God knows. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. I know that I had a few other questions for you. Um, let's see. So, hmm. hmm. I look at this uh, business reply mail I wrote my ideas on for the New Yorker. Um, hmm. <sighs> I do a show about reality television, and uh, and and. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I do a show about reality television. And uh, since I feel like this is a very human question to ask, what was the last reality television show that you watched? Ooh, um, it was either it was either a rewatch of America's Next Top Model mm -hmm. or it was The Circle. 
I think it was the circle last cool. one I watched. Yep. Okay. I've been watching, um, I've been watching a lot of, uh, <laughs> survivor season three and I get into this, nice. I get into this just because I want to, I want to change the subject a little bit, but also because I find that, um, the more reality television I've been watching and the more I've been kind of analyzing all its processes and stuff, the world of what is real and what is fake has really blended quite a bit in the veil of what is, um, a persona, what is a real or, or fiat currency in this case. Like, I feel like as the world goes and people are born into this world, much like people are born into the internet, take it for granted, I feel like people who are born into the world of crypto look at it as just a fact of life. It's a thing that existed, you know, I don't know. Dad, did we have color crypto in, when you were a child or something <laughs> yeah, like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like when that happens, that's probably the time when the, the marketing uh uh, net is going to come down and, and all those people are going to get wrapped up in wave three or four or five or whatever you want to call it at this point. I don't know. That's what I think. Um, I feel yeah, a true genesis of like, like a world people who lived, who never lived in a world without crypto. When that, when that really happens, that's going to be a strange time. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm getting at. It's coming. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, I don't want to take up too much of your time here. Um, unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about. Uh, I, know that I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to be, <laughs> I'm trying to be insanely oh. careful about my end, about my NDA, yeah. uh, and just not get myself sued. Yeah. Have a lot of compelling stories about this place and like the characters I've met, um, but I can't name anyone. So yeah, uh, maybe maybe one day I can have you on to talk about something entirely different. It has nothing to do with this. And 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 I've done so many jobs and I've I've lost all of them. So yeah, I've got a couple stories um, <laughs> for sure from various various industries that you, uh, all of them shady because they're all sales related. So hey, yeah, well, at I'll, any time. Yeah, absolutely. Well. Um, uh, uh, Sam, as, you, as you've identified yourself, and uh, to, to the to the uh, to the feds listening to this podcast, uh, if you're out there, um, I like you to know that I only know this man as Sam. We know each other online, and uh, you've listened to our entire recorded conversation. So, congratulations to you. We've delivered it right to your doorstep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as a piece of entertainment. <laughs> Keep it easy for him. Yeah, exactly. Yep. We just brought it right to you. So thank you very much for joining us. I, I will contact you in DM, and uh, we can talk about other fun things that aren't this, where we can talk freely about other things. <laughs> of course. Thank you very of course. much for joining me. This is actually a super fun conversation, and um, I look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, thanks very much, man, for having me, of course, and uh, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Have a good one. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. You the one they gunning at, how I'm supposed to honor that You all talk dog flow and I ain't having none of that I'm big boss dog flow, saw they ain't running back Bitch, I'm a boss, right, right. Huh. Bitch, I'm a boss, Bitch, I'm a boss. I'm a boss. I play the shots, huh. I call the cops huh. We in this bitch, it's going down Yeah, I'm the kid that with my motherfucking crap huh. You a boss, you a boss, you don't care what it costs You just buy that motherfucking and you throw the shit on them tags, we just throw in them bags. I mean, we hit the fucking block, we be dropping them uh, rags. Bitch, I'm starting with a dollar, huh. turn it to an M. Huh. Used to ride in Pala, turn it to a Benz. Niggas used to hate me, turn it to my friends. You should see how people treat you when that money coming in. Huh. Bad bitches calling cause I'm ballin' and these niggas hating on me cause they starving in a parking. That's the Martins where they walking. These niggas ain't important, they informants really talking when them people get the hawking. I'm a boss, really. Nino or Al Pacino. Honey racks on this rollie, it light up like a casino. Niggas really be frowing. I'ma keep it a casino. Got shooters down in Miami, they throw it like Dan Marino. Had a couple seizures, call them minus setbacks huh. Everybody praying for me, I respect that huh. Woke up in the hospital where my check's at Woo. Then I put eight chains where my neck's at Woo. Hopping in the ghost, I feel I'm best at Worth 40 M's, I respect that huh. I put all my jewels on just to bone your chick You know the boss, well known for leaving bonuses We making money, made marinade When the work clean, cut it like it's Gary Gay yeah. D boys love the way I narrate. Yeah. I still whip it like it's anime. anime. <laughs> Remember, mama had a cavalier. Huh. 
Now she living like a Cleveland Cavalier. Better check the stats, we fill in arenas. And I got the gas, Gilbert Arenas. I'm a boss. Bitch, I'm a boss. I'm a boss. I play the shots. I call the cops. We in this bitch. It's going down. Yeah, and the kid that with my motherfucking crowd. Hey, boss, you a boss. Seven, five, seven showers on it. Spend about 13 hours on it. 7.57 with the showers on it. We spent about 13 hours. Look, I be probably on my skateboard, trying to learn a new trick. I just fucked the avatar, now I got a blue dick. Money talks, bullshit walks, if the shoe fit. You're pushing up daisies, daffodils, tulips. I'm in my zone, I'm Angie Stone. I point the pistol at you like a camera phone. I'm young money, cash money, I'm not human. Boy, I'm trying to get money, money like Mark Cuban. If she don't respect me, she gon' respect this dick. The world is an asshole and we the next big Blood rich gang, you know we feel the nigga. The money do swing behind a killer nigga. Catch me uptown, putting it down. Moving all around, new fleets with my round. Touch another town, putting it all down. Pop a hundred bottles, bitch, we wear the crown. Bitch, I'm a clown. Bitch, I'm a boss. I'm a boss. Bitch, I'm a boss. I'm a boss. I play the shots. I call the cops. We in this bitch. It's going down. Yeah, man.